I want to welcome everybody to the future of the Atlanta media panel. I appreciate everybody being here for all time for the most part. You know, you're not really late until you're like about like 10, 15 minutes late. Everybody got here five minutes after, so we all know time for the most part. Appreciate that. Also want to welcome everybody to A3C and Atlanta. If this is your first time being here, hope you're having a good time so far this week. You have a whole weekend to look forward to shenanigans and rap music and all that good stuff. My name is Maurice Garland. I'm the moderator for this very esteemed panel that you have before you. I mean, this is at least, you know, 10 to 15 years of media and journalism experience here. Everybody on this panel has played a part in discovering, covering, and pretty much blowing up all the people that you see on the television and radio and all over the blogs today. Um, I'm gonna do my best to introduce everybody because, you know, we're not in here for a long time. And as you can see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten panelists up here today, so we can't talk too long. But um, I'm going to start right here at the front, man. I've just met this young lady, and I'm already impressed by her. Her name is Tampa. She represents the ranking radio. She just moved here a couple of years ago and said she is never going back. Never. <laughs> to her left, we have... Kelby Canick, I mean, this guy runs a magazine slash Rolodex on the low, making it magazine. I'm pretty sure that you've had it if you've been to any industry event that means anything to Atlanta. To his left, we have my man, Mecca King. He is a writer for XXL, Slam, you name it, but he also has his own site, his own company, DJsDoingWork.com. To his left, we have Blizzum. I'm pretty sure that you've seen this man in the back of a smoky club somewhere with some expensive-ass radio equipment wondering, what is this dude doing? In case you don't know, he runs K100 Radio, international radio station, runs 24-7 streaming. To his left, we have Rhea Davis, also known as Rihonce. I'm pretty sure that you've seen some of her shenanigans on Instagram and social media. She is a writer for allhiphop.com, among other things. You've seen her on red carpets all over the place. To her left, we have Jay White. He needs an applause right now because he is one of the people that put this panel together. He runs the very popular site, whycauseican.com. You, you've seen him with his camera, and I'm pretty sure that you've ended up on that website, hopefully for the right reasons. <laughs> To his left, we have Jay Michelle. She is from Compton, California. She runs Human Eye Media Group, something that she started way back in 2009. This sounds like a long ass time ago now, don't it? <laughs> you know, but she's been everywhere from LA to New York covering artists that you've seen all over the place. And she's going to um, be having a lot of information for y'all. She had a, a thing called upnextis.com as well. And to her left, so I can't see all the way down. We got my man Terrell Thomas in the building. One of the biggest digital footprints online today. Hip-hop since 87, since hip-hop since 1987.com. He covers everything from two chains to the Atlanta Hawks. You've seen them everywhere. And to his left, we have PreciseEars.com, very own Dame Dizzle in the building. He is a specialist in scouting talent, development talent, marketing, promotions, consulting, and blog placements. That's a guy you definitely want to shake hands with after this panel. And all the way down there at the end, we have Miss Nadine Graham, AKA Matt Fresh Daily, writer for Revolt, Billboard, XXL, Vibe. She's even a mommy blogger on the low sometimes for Mommy Noir. 
You know what I'm saying? So if you're trying to get your game up on the Bobby blogging, you need to holler at her as well. Everybody give a round of applause for this esteemed panel that we have up here. So since this is called the future of Atlanta Media Panel, um, let's go ahead and jump into the first question. Everybody up here came up here for a reason. They saw Atlanta as a hotbed for talent. Not so much for media, unfortunately. You know, we, we have CNN here, but outside of that, Atlanta's not really known and respected as a big media hub. Um, anybody can jump in on this first. Keep in mind, I will be refereeing because there are 10 of us up here, so nobody can talk for 10 minutes. But how can we, how can we develop Atlanta as an informative media base? I mean, you know, we have so many blogs here. We have so many podcasts being recorded here. We have some morning television shows and everything, but how can we develop this place to be a real media hub? Uh, working together. I agree with that. I also, you know, uh, cut out a lot of the infighting amongst ourselves, and you know, uh, not 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 people up here, but there, you know, it's other people, you know, kind of bashing each other's outlets or whatever. I think if we can cut that down to a minimum, we can all grow together, especially for the hip hop culture and the urban. The, you know, the independent own radio, independent magazines and stuff like that working together. But we need the help of the artist, frankly, you know what I'm saying? To help get the word out when we covering you, you tell people about that and also just working together. But definitely cohesiveness, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I think that would really go a long way. Hey, can I piggyback off that real quick? You right. I, I think that definitely working together is, is, is a must. I often joked I feel like we should have a union. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of ways that we be treated isn't, isn't, isn't right. And it, it leads to a lot of the backfighting and it leads a lot to, to the, a lot of the um, trying to undermine each other. And as long as we understand that we have more power than they might have, you know what I'm saying? Then, then they you understand that. They as in who? So me, we as the media, that we, we have way more power. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why they ask us to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, th there's a reason why that. So as long as we remember that, that we remember that this power that we have can continue to build and definitely work together and build that up on a bigger basis. I would say do the work. Um, turn in your coverage. Like, do oh, the you. work. Please turn. Like, don't come to drink the drink, to take a selfie with the person. Turn in the coverage. And I feel like we need to come together as a united front. Like the comp It's competition on the back end from the business model. Ratings, how many hits, the traffic, I get that. But if we come together, if Hip Hop's 1987 or Why Cause I Can is having an event, I'm going to be there. And it's a coverage angle for my own outlet. So also original content. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I was going to say that too, though. That original content thing is like a, a major um, component, I think, because... Just like Maurice said, like New York and LA, that's pretty much where people would look. I think LA more so for like the Hollywood TV stuff, but then New York is just everything every week looks like this week down here in Atlanta, in New York. You know what I'm saying? So they have access to do more things. So whatever we do have access to, I feel like it should be done in a creative way. It should be fresh. You know what I'm saying? It should be something that makes people look at Atlanta and say, you know what, we, we ain't really think they was doing nothing down there, but this is kind of fly. Maybe we should pay attention. So, you gotta do mad fresh stuff daily, and that's very important. <laughs> you, you understand? I think it's under it's understanding that uh, a saying that uh, a rising tide lifts all ships, and I think a lot of the media don't understand that, and that's why it's a lot of the infighting because people feel like in order for me to win, you gotta lose, and it goes back yeah. to something like with Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, and Bill Gates. They, they they hated each other for a point in time. They worked together initially, and then Bill Gates did some backstabbing stuff. 
But if it wasn't for Steve Jobs being able to say, I need you still, when he came back to um, Apple, we wouldn't have an iPod or iPhone or any of this stuff. You got to be able to work with people even if you don't like them or you don't feel what they covered or whatever it is. It's just understanding that there is a market and you got to do stuff to strengthen the market. Like, I've personally, I know... A few people can up here can attest that like I try to help everybody. I've done coverage in my magazine on a lot of the people up here just on the strength, and that costs me money. Like I spent money to support events and advertise and done all this stuff because I believe in the vision. I understand that uh, a rising tide lifts all ships. So if if your business doesn't do good, then that reflects on the whole marketplace. And a lot of times, some of these new outlets that don't understand that they'll come in and really trash the whole marketplace and then nobody makes money and that's what we really got to understand that we, we it's a interdependence not independence forget this indie stuff we need interdependence because i need everybody up here to succeed for me to succeed and that's how we work and i mean i think i think personally as well like in atlanta like everybody has a hustle mentality which actually makes everybody i think really works by themselves a lot of times because they are in competition with everyone. And the thing is, is when it comes to the media in Atlanta is that there's no organization or structure within ourselves. And a lot of times you see a lot of the media is doing things by themselves, which where you look in like New York or L.A., you'll find out that a lot of them are working like strategically together and is developing a lot of things together where Atlanta is like, you're going to find this here, you're going to find this here. But then all other ends, to be honest, all of our information that's going up there is from Atlanta. So if we're going to actually build something better for Atlanta, then we have to come together as at least a union together. Because if not, to be honest, it, like Atlanta's Atlanta being the music mecca of the, the world is not going to last too long just for the simple fact that we don't have no order. So we're actually letting another city or other states actually control what actually is being publicized within our own, like in our own city itself. So and to attest to that, you know, I'm not going to put this person's name out there, but there's a very prominent DJ here that we all listen to on the radio weekly. And he told me a story about how Epic didn't want to have Future on his show. Even though he helped break Future, they offered him a plane ticket instead to come to New York during Future's media day up there to interview him. You know something, I so it's already kind of happening already. Mm-hmm. You know? they, they do that. I mean, I'm not gonna put no people on blast, but it's a lot of your prominent bloggers who contact me on a daily basis about artists in Atlanta. It's a cat to give mention who came down here to Atlanta to do an interview with a, a well-known Atlanta artist and knew nothing about the artist, knew nothing about the market. And called me up. And so it's like, you got to really do your research to see with these cats. Because a lot of these cats in these other markets, they don't. They're not. They're using their names because it's known. But they're using all of our work. work. There you go. And that, and that's that's the other. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, but that's the, the main thing that is, is the problem. Is that a lot of them, even when it. Let's say we can talk about like, even when it comes to Atlanta right now. There's a lot of media bases that just came to Atlanta. From R&B to hip hop. And to be honest. None of them was concerned about whatever was going on into the on the scene until they started seeing other major blogs actually started picking up and came a broader platform here. Other people started hitting the streets and we started publicizing a lot of the artists that is really developing in Atlanta. And then it was like, maybe we need to put somebody in Atlanta and make it even bigger itself. So they've been looking at a lot of our work and then noticing that we're building and noticing the growth of Atlanta's media to the point they feel like they have no other choice now to be in Atlanta. So 
So, um, I think that people should um, share content and contacts. And um, when it's time to go to events and do coverage, we all should be contacting each other to go to this event, get this coverage, post it, and like he said, strategically work together to build the media in Atlanta. We'll move on to the next question. Um, everybody up here has played a part in, you know, discovering talent and, you know, I mean, everybody up here is kind of an A&R on the low, you know, more than just being journalists and bloggers and whatnot. Um, do, does Atlanta media really put on, you know, a lot more um, Atlanta artists they used to? You know, because I mean, the place is growing, you know, sometimes we're always chasing Kendrick Lamar if he's in town and we're overstepping the dude that's got the hottest song in the club, you know what I'm saying? Are we doing that, a lot of that now? Are we still putting on it down to artists? I definitely think so. You know, again, with Kelby, Kelby's at almost every event. Because one thing I was going to say, it's not so much about radio. Like, you see my man Mike Sick and Fiend and them. The events they put on, yeah, they need media to come out because they already have the fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, they already bring people out there. So, yeah, we need to be covering them as much as we cover, as say, we do run to a future thing or, or a bankroll fresh event. You know what I'm saying? Like, be, be at these other people's events as much as we want to be at these events because these are the people who actually support us. If you ever realize that, them other cats, they just waiting for you to come and leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, you come to the bar exam, they want to see you there. It's not like, you know what I'm saying, we just there as almost to be like a, a an accessory to your day. Yeah. People need to start um, going to the events of the unknown, the unknown artists. Like he said, they run to all the famous people's stuff, but you have to, if you're in media and you're, you know, people send you emails and you listen to everybody music. And then you get to determine who you post on your website and you just tell everyone else, this person is hot. So when that person has an event, then you should go and then everyone else should support them. But it's like, it's hard to get people to listen to something that's not bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's not hot to everybody, then, you know, they don't want to listen. We have a couple artists that we post on UNIHipHop.com and we go support them and then it's like pulling teeth to get people to come because they don't know who they are, but it's like they dope and you should listen. That's the hardest part. And also... um, Money. No, really, when we, honestly, everybody on this panel, we all cover up and coming artists all the time. But the point yep. about it, when we cover the events, the people that does events not showing us no love back. Even the artists as well. Because I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Just, name, name. we doing our job, but they're not doing the job to help us out. So it's hard to help you, but you ain't helping us yeah. out to really make this a complete I get circle. what he's saying. I covered the event once and I paid a guy to come shoot and I paid for the footage to get edited in their promo they added my logo and everything like that but once I released the footage it was no love it was like they didn't repost it they didn't retweet it they didn't shout us out they didn't do nothing I was like I'm not doing that event no more and that sucks for the artists that performed at that event because for you throwing this event and media coming out and you're not supporting the media content then then they don't get the exposure I think it's important to support what's in our own backyard and use your voice. Like we get to be the chief chief purveyor of dope shit and of news to the masses. Like use your voice, and we can have our own stuff. Like we can come together as a collective and band together as different media outlets and put on showcases, put on shows, put on stages. We can do it. We're so busy always chasing just the mainstream when there's so many dope artists everywhere and in Atlanta. Me personally, um, I'm never at the major shit because I'm never invited. I'm always at the underground. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? So anybody in the room already know what the business. That's where I'm never invited. I be seeing, I be hitting Jay White up like, dog, you was where? You ain't hit me up and tell me about that? I'm never at the major stuff. I'm always at the end of Tampa Mystic. Everybody in this panel knows that's where I'm at. I'm always in the underground. So at the end of the day, I feel like what what she just said though, what um, about the about the disrespect uh, after we come out and we show you all that love? Because I some of the stuff I come out on the love and I provide services for a lot of people that I charge for, and I come out on the love all the time. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, she's right. That love isn't always reciprocated back to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if I come there and I sit down and I interview people for four hours and I'm, I'm leaving when the DJ's leaving. I'm packing up when the DJ's leaving. You feel me? And then the next day I don't see you repost none of that. I don't see you hollering and shouting out K100 radio. It's going it's gonna to be, you ain't going to see me too, much, too many more times. I'm going to try you, I'm going to make you a little bit love one more time. I'm going to see if you can get some act right. And after that, you ain't going to see me popping up at your event no more like that. You're not showing me love. So she is definitely 100% right about people not showing us love. But, you know, only me, I can say, I'm never at the major stuff. I don't get invited out. I don't know why. But at the underground, you want to know where the underground is at? That's where I love. I think it's more so like what you're talking about is like the etiquette factor. I think that a lot of these up-and-coming rappers, they just know that they want to rap. A lot of them can't even rap well. They just know they want to do it. You know what I'm saying? But they don't know how to react. They don't know how to... Like, if something does go up or if they beg you to do a post or whatever and then you do post it, they don't know they're supposed to retweet the post. They don't know they're supposed to promote a post. they just like, on to the next but one. But they publicist okay, cool, like does. Okay, on and to the next one. A lot of them don't even hire publicists. Don't play yourself. You know they don't pay for no publicists. <laughs> no, no, no. We can talk on some people who have publicists, who have these events put together, and the publicist doesn't do any of that stuff. The publicists, like, they come to you like you owe them something. Like, you got this outlet and I got the hottest thing on and you need to put it up because I'm doing you a favor by bringing you Boo Boo Records. <laughs> but but, but you gotta also admit too, half these people in teams don't, the people on these teams don't even know what they're doing. Like you got managers, publicists, you got people around you who don't even know what their title is. You know what I'm saying? Like they do, I, I've had this conversation with you. There's a ton of publicists who do promotions. You know what I'm saying? That's two different things. Two different things. And I've said that, I've said that forever. If you gonna charge somebody, if you gonna charge somebody, if you gonna charge somebody, figure out who you gonna charge because people be acting up about the wrong things. Tampa, jump in on this. I just want to jump in, speaking from both sides of it, because I do provide media and I also do the independent artist showcases. I've done a ton of work with K100 Radio. Why? Because I can. Making a magazine. And definitely, that's important. If you got these people coming out there, whether they do an offer love or if you know they're being paid to be out there, you got to support them. That's where it is. Because I tell people all the time, if you don't document it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So you have to have that media coverage. You got to have people out there. So whether you're an artist, you know, and I, I moved to Atlanta two years ago simply to put on for the independent artists. I came from a market where there really was no huge outlet for independent artists. There wasn't the media coverage coming out. So I moved out here, and, and the demand is here. I went from once a month doing a showcase, so I do it twice a week now. But I also provide media coverage as well, you know, for different types of events. I host various events, so I think it's important so, you know, for both ends of it, definitely, you know, we have to put on for the artists, but for the media that comes out, we got to support them as well. Reposting everything, um, you know, whether it's putting their logo on your flyer or just posting their flyer on Instagram, it takes two seconds to do it. I'm going to speak to the question on whether we break artists here, like I'm really breaking artists. Like with my media outlet, it costs me money. Like I'm print and sending out to over 300 distribution locations across the country. Like my bills is crazy. So when... If I put anyone in my magazine, it costs me money. So when I see that you're not working and you don't 
like we we do advertising, we do a lot of other stuff. And I, I spoke on this on another panel at A3C a few years ago. And I was up there with all these journalists and they all threw me under the bus like, nah, you should never pay for coverage. And then we got off stage and they was like, I'm so glad you said that. But <laughs> it, it's like, it's this lie that's going out there that we tell to independent artists. Like, it don't cost anything to, to make it. Like, if you ain't paying me, you gonna pay for coverage, period. You ain't gotta pay me, but if you ask me why T.I. on the cover, cause they spent $100,000 on radio to make him relevant for me to put him on the cover. So you gotta invest into yourself and be, be at a point where, okay, there's a story there. Like, you can't just have dope music cause, like we all say 90% of it sucks. Like, if it's a million people doing music, that means it's 100,000 dope people. All of them got a hard drive full of music. So it's just about working with the media outlets to give us a platform to stand on when we go out there campaigning for you and we putting our, our like, we everybody got bills and careers and stuff. So yes, we putting Lord. our time on the line and we can't get a refund for that. That's yeah, a, a lot of artists will email you, IG you, tweet you, please put, put my music up. Hey, yo, I need to be on that. And then when you be like, okay, it costs X amount of dollars. Nah, I'll get back to you. Like... <laughs> What? When I get home, I'm going to holler at the team. We're going to holler at the team. Yeah, like, let me holler at my team. Like, what? No, it costs money. Like, internet is not free. What's the budget? Our time is free. Our time Gas, everything. You got bills, like he said. Everything costs money. You know what I'm saying? And we out here, we take the time to post your stuff. Shout it out, put it on Instagram, come out, and then you know, my my uh, my girl Melissa know. Like if I like a song and I think it's dope, I'm asking a DJ to play it wherever I go. You know what I'm saying? I might not charge you for that, but the fact that I told you to, why well, why well, I said this is how much it costs to get on here, and then you paid it, and then I rock with you really, like come on my radio show. If I think your song is dope, then I'm going to send it to my other people that I know have websites. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to support it just because I think that, you know, people should do that when it's dope music involved. Well, what makes Atlanta unique from New York or L.A. media-wise? Why should people be paying y'all for coverage? Why should people be supporting? Like, what makes Atlanta unique from New York or L.A.? Because we, we doing the footwork. Like, a lot of us is doing the footwork and actually discovering the artists that they're putting on once they're on. And a lot of times we build who is actually popping in Atlanta and then once they get known in Atlanta or in other states and other locations, that's when they want to come about. And a lot of times, like, I think the problem is with a lot of us that we, we see when it comes to the music industry is that you don't get the love from the artists that you expect you should get for trying to help them out and really pushing them, especially if they, you feel that they're a dope artist. But then on the other end, once they get notoriety from a different platform, it's like they start blasting that and start trying to let everybody know about that. But they only care about you and like because you're popular right now. But then once you fall back, that's when you start reaching back out to us again. It's like, oh no, like right. it's done deal now. Like you didn't try to support us as we were supporting you. We helped you to get to this platform that you really are getting known by bigger uh, platforms itself. And then once you made it to it, you feel like you made it, and then. You forget everybody else, and then once you fall back down, 
you end up coming to us and be like, hey, can you? no, it doesn't work like that no more. Like, if we're doing the footwork, more of us is taking the time out to actually discover you. A lot of us is actually going to the events, even if we don't have a camera or a video or whatever, and actually seeing, like, who's really popping into, like, who has a following when they go perform at the department store or in EAV or anywhere to that matter and see who's really having a following in those locations and then starting to get them there. Let me get Dame and then Terrell on this. Um, can you repeat the question one more time? The question was, what makes Atlanta unique from New York and L.A.? Like, why should people be paying and wanting to be the, in Atlanta? Like, what makes it so unique? The media, they just they just been in the game a little longer to me. Because to me, I get more love in New York and California from artist-wise. They want to come to my site constantly. That's why I visit New York and California this whole summer, and I brought so many people out here for A3C. So it's important, but... We need the artists to help magnify our website when we blow them. Like, I get love, like, Marco McCormick. They shouted me out because I was coming to all the events. We out here all the time, coming to everybody's events before they make it. So we just, to me, I'm just always about, hmm. It's going to take it. I'm trying to think of this. To be, to be quite honestly, like, I'm from Philly. I, I came to Atlanta in 2010. And part of the reason I came here, because to me, I looked at Atlanta and, and America as almost being like Africa. How people constantly steal from Africa's history. Atlanta's the same way. There's so many trend, trends, music, movies. Everything is based there in Atlanta. And then it goes to New York. Or, and I'm from Philly. And I'll tell you, I'm saying the shit migrates like the Underground Railroad up north. Same as, same as, same as in Cali. I mean, if, if you look at the music or entertainment world today, two of your biggest artists are Drake and Future. Although Drake is Canadian, he got his swag from down here in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? He got his style from here in Atlanta. Same as Future. Future blew up from his style that he was raised about. Went to Hollywood. Tried the, the, the California culture shit. Sheena didn't work. Came right back to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Atlanta is, is a mecca for more than just music. It's a mecca for entertainment. There's so many trends that are set here. Black people, we live here in Atlanta. I mean, think about how many things we do as a black culture. A lot of those things spawn here in Atlanta, and then they're taken to other regions. So I think that's why a lot of people need to, to really have their eyes on the media here in Atlanta, because we have everything first. Not just music first, not just movies first, fashion, everything you look upon. I always tell folk, hip-hop hip is more than just music. It's the lifestyle and the culture that our world is ran upon. Sports, music, fashion, music, food. Everything is influenced by hip-hop. So I think that we have the vessels and we have the platforms to pretty much put the world on what's really going on. And I think Tampa. that's what I need. Jump in on this. All right, so, I mean, <laughs> everybody up here, you know, has played a part in, you know, making music popular. I want to know from each one of you, how can we get the quote-unquote right music out there? You know, I mean, everybody and their mama rapping at Atlanta. Right. Everybody and their mama doesn't deserve to be covered. You know, I mean, some of the music is not as up to par as others. So, like, what can Atlanta media do to make sure that the quote-unquote right music is getting out, the quality music is getting out, and not just everybody rapping in the bathroom? Do the work. Like, just, I, I would say cover the quality shit for me. I don't know. If, I can't speak for everybody else in this panel. Quality music leaps off the page for me the first time. Every now and then, you might have to take a second listen. Just cover the great quality stuff. Yeah. We are the trendsetters. Don't follow the trends. Listen to the music, and if you know it's dope, rock with them. Um, if they rock with you, dope. If they, you know, just rock with the dope music. I was going to say this, so the last question is, well, yeah, as my answer to the last question as well, like, 
I mean, Billboard, Revolt, all them places that I write for, those are those pay my bills. You know what I'm saying? My personal site is just for me. So Mad Fresh Daily is, is something that I do to kind of, because you need that balance. You can't just do the high-end stuff all the time. You can't go to the future listening all the time. You can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't mess with street execs every single time. So it's just like, and then also the appeal of it is being able to be like, yo, I was the first one. I put y'all on to that guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just, I think my thing really throughout the years and a lot of the relationships that I've built with people that have blown up is because I was messing with y'all then. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like supporting them throughout that. And then every time I see them and now I see you and you, you know what I'm saying? You big time. So it's just like that appeal, I think, Maybe I just have a different experience with it because I found that people that I supported when they were smaller, once they get bigger, they still rocking with me. So I don't know. Um, oh, I'm bad. I ain't no problem. No, you just gotta you just gotta support what you what you like. I like ignorant shit, and then I like conscious people just from all over, not even just Atlanta. But you know what I mean? Like you have to just like what you like and stand behind it. The way me personally, I do radio. I'm the program director, so I pick the music. So the answer is real easy for me. I'm not playing whack shit. I'm not playing. I'm not playing music that I don't think is good. The, the way for me and my platform and and what I do to ensure that the good stuff is getting covered and played is by playing the good stuff. You feel me? Like there there are a lot of different ways that you can get on everybody's outlet because with radio it's a little bit different because if you pay for an ad or whatever or a slot or whatever in a magazine, you know you pay for that. And you're gonna get on there. But with my platform, you can't pay to get in rotation on K100 Radio. You can pay us to come out and cover your event. You can pay for us to come and, and, and do some promo for you and do a promotional interview, but I don't do payola. I don't take money to play your stuff. I call the music based solely on what it sounds like. If the music isn't dope, it doesn't run on K100 Radio, period. So that's how, me personally, I ensure that the dopeness gets out. I ensure that the good music and that the, the quality stuff is presented on my platform because that's the only way you're going to get on there. One thing, one, uh, one thing I will say is that um, even though like WhyCauseIcan.com is more known when it comes to like event coverage and what goes on in the city itself, one thing that I actually started doing when it goes to the website itself is actually choosing and selecting what art, like what songs actually get put onto it. So even when it comes to my email, if it's a dope track, I'm going to just put it because I'm automatically a fan of your music or the song that you put out. So... Me building my name more as a as a website that actually is promoting and advertising great artists has now built the name more to be like somebody you want to really check out if you really want to know who has something great or who's an up and coming artist. One thing I will state, like when it comes to developing better artists or better music coming out of Atlanta is that the reason why I respect DJs, like I respect DJs even though they've been working a long, longer time and building more with each other um, when it's said and done, but they have an organization and if they do have a dope artist and they do see him actually building up, it's like hey, fleet DJs or coalition DJ, DJs or whatever, they start to actually put their other DJs on that person so they can actually push this artist as well. And that's the thing that I feel like a lot of the media platform in Atlanta does not do is that we'll push an artist, but then we'll be like, once they blow, it's like, yeah, we pushed them first, but how far did we actually get them? Like, if we actually connected more together to actually push that artist, 
in Atlanta, then guess what? Actually, the sound of Atlanta would change. You would start seeing, like, the Scotty ATLs who should have been on would have been on to this point. Like, it's a lot of things that you see now that they're getting the recognition. For the simple fact, now the city is coming behind them, but we could have did, did this a lot longer or done it earlier just for the simple fact that we just came together and been like, nah, I'm a fan of it. I think this dude represents us well, and we come forward and actually push those artists even more. And yo, I, I 100% agree because I feel like what you we need a union. Long story short, like you say, co- core DJs, coalition DJs, there's a way they break music. You know what I'm saying? It makes no sense how we were all we all operate in the same room yet we operate separately. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if we really wanted to, Terrell could be working the artist, Nadine could be working Rihanna, shit, Rhea, Rhea could be working the artist, and we could say, look, I need to help get this broken. Yo, I pass it off to you. I throw it over here to you, like they do. Like you literally watch DJs do this, and we step back and looking like it's, it's alien to us. Yeah. But I also feel like it's foot with Atlanta media. I actually had to step back a little bit. Like, my last real editorship was with um, Hip Hop Inquirer with my man Dennis Byron. And me and Dennis had a clash in the heads because of what he felt was what should be covered versus what I felt should be covered. Like, I'm out here in the streets. I'm like, yo, this dude's nice. This dude's nice. Nah, he's not hot. This dude's hot. So before you knew it, I had to step back and get back into what I knew I loved. You know what I'm saying? Which brought me back to the bar exams and the freestyles experiments and the drinking grease. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, this is where we all should be. Like, if you see the bar exam, Mike packs that from the door to the patio. I don't see media. I see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I see you. Yo, Mac. I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, uh, yeah. like, kind of piggyback off what you said. Like, honestly, the key to controlling media is ownership. If, if we don't own what we're well, doing, you have no control of what you put out. How many if, times you, we if you work for another platform, they're going to tell you what to put out. Which is why I step back. If, if, How many times I, I you can't this? this is why I say, yo, I can't do this. I'm not having this conversation with you. If I feel something's hot, you just go with me. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't, It's not like I'm a rookie here. If you work for suchandsuch.com, Atlantic is paying suchandsuch.com. Like, that's what kills me with artists, too. Like Artists have to understand what the music business is. People, artists will say, oh, I don't want to spend money on a blog. Well... Rockefeller has a, a digital marketing budget. You know, like when you get to a certain platform, you start dealing with budgets, you'll have money to expedite into different areas. Piggybacking off of what he said, if we don't have ownership in what we do, you'll never have control of what's going on. If you write for suchandsuch.com, suchandsuch.com has an audience that they're trying to market to. So suchandsuch.com may only want to hear future. So suchandsuch.com will send you to future's event, and you need to write for future because that's what they're looking for. They're not looking for Mark down the block. Mark down the block isn't going to bring isn't going to bring ad dollars to their business. So if we don't own what we're doing, it's almost pointless. We can we can unite, we can do a bunch of things. But if we unite and I'm writing for the source and you're writing for Double XL and you're writing for Slam, they're still controlling what we put out. Bro, you already know I feel you. You <laughs> like I've had I've had I've had bumping the heads with all them editors about every single one of them things. What we can't do versus what you need me to do, and what you need me to do is stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I don't need to be at another future event. I don't need to be at another K Camp event. They cool. I need to be over here. But it's like a paradox though. Like we talk about the ownership and then the ownership is also what keeps us all separate because everybody's carrying their own banner. Everybody coming on the field with a different shirt on, you can't tell who's on your team. And so like ain't nobody ain't nobody working together because everybody kind of feels like But that's I a black issue. Team. That's a black I issue. And, every, and the NFL is 32 owners. Yeah. There's 32 owners. They all carry their own flag, but they all go to Roger Goodell for the same thing. It's exactly. a black issue. We could, we could do it. You own your thing. I own my thing. He own his thing. We could still... 
unite and have things together, you know what I'm saying? Black people got to do it. You know, I reached out to probably like 70% of the people on the panel about the media partnership that I've been trying to do for like a year. As a like, when we started the magazine, I used to charge for coverage. And like, I wanted to, because I wanted to promote more of like what the question was about is promoting just artists who need it because it's artists, great artists who just don't have the budget. But I, I put together this media partnership and was working toward this because I, I totally eliminated paid coverage from my magazine. The only thing you can purchase now is advertising. But it's a system in place where you can submit what you have going on and then we pull people just based off of it was a dope record, it was a dope story, whatever to put in the magazine. And so I reached out to Blizzom's on the team, J uh, Jay White's on the team. It's different people that we try to get involved with this so that we can actually like even when you cover them, then I'm going to support you. Like, they may not pay you, but I'm going to take that coverage and blast it out to my people and we do stuff like that. And it's like, like me trying to do that, it seemed like a great idea. Like, it was the biggest headache I've ever had because everybody's carrying their own banner. And it's like, I don't care about none of that. So we, we have these philosophical discussions and we talk about the culture. But then I got to ask, what culture are we talking about? Are we talking about hip hop? Are we talking about black culture? Are we talking about street culture? Because or are we talking about, about egos? Like <laughs> egos. We talking about hip hop at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, if you want to be for real, you look at a situation like core DJs. And you see, again, you talk about a situation where, again, you got a million people waving a million different flags at sometimes. You look at coalition DJs, it's a different situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might be smaller, but they, their unit is a tad bit powerful because of where they at and how they work together. We can be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, being the core is going to be difficult. You can't have a million people holding the same thing and get everybody on the same page. But you can get 10. You know what I'm saying? You can get 10 people on the same page. Yeah. But our goals also have to be realistic at the same time. Like... The five of us, if our platforms aren't big enough, it would make no sense for us to all unite and go against the source. We still don't have enough power to, to, to take out the source. We still we, we don't we all have to like it, ha it has to be a balance. We have to all bring enough to the table so that we can go at the giant heads and we're not because they'll always have financial power. Whoever has the financial power is in control. So if we don't build enough together to, to overtake the financial power, egos, all that aside, nothing will be done. Also, people are people are selective about their content. Like, what L post or what I post or what is different. So, even if we do all come together and share content, it might not be something like L said. You may not rock with that type of music on your site or whatever. So, or it might be an artist that I want to help boost and I send it to y'all. Or it might be somebody that I'd be like, all right, they cool. I post it for my content, but I don't really want to push it like that. People are selective about their content too. What makes it you know, kind of shaky. At the end of the day, does it actually boil down to money? I'm going to throw out an example. Like everybody said they want to unite and everything. Some years ago, Complex came up with the Complex Media Network. They snatched up everybody from, you know, the sneaker blogs, food blogs, music blogs, everybody. Why did they do that? Well, Complex got the big check. We can do that. If somebody like a CNN or TBS or whatever came at each one of y'all and said, we got the check, can y'all unite? Would you do that? Do you think that would happen? No, no I, I've honestly, exactly. and I've honestly surprised, I've had a lot of major artists, uh, your Rick Ross and things who have tried to buy our site personally. 
but it's like it's no it's no point you know like it's no money isn't everything at the end at the end of the day but it's still a part of the music business i think sometimes like we all it's like the, the elephant in the room nobody wants to discuss money but at the end of the day then why did you get into the music business you know like do you understand what the music business is you know like like, like, like Bad boy, ha- bad boy has a marketing budget. You know, Atlantic has marketing budget. So if you're taking an indie route, you need to understand like that. Uh, indie, I think indies nowadays think that means hands out or, 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 or favors or support. No, my nigga, that means you have to work a lot harder. Our brand is looked upon as an indie brand. We're mom and pop. Like we take care of everything we pay for. There's no major budgeting, marketing. Fort Knock knows this very well. You got to get out and put your work in sometimes to make things be known and to get the right people to look at you. To fake it till you make it, uh, 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 cachet sometimes. You you have to. It's not about money, but you can't be in a world. You can't play around money with no money, if that makes sense. This yeah. business, at the end of the day, is one of the biggest money generators in the world. It's one of the biggest money generators in the world. And every from your media companies to your labels, they're all, they're all the majority of them are owned by whites because they get it. They get it. Blacks don't. We don't get it. We're the only ones that don't get it. And then we're scared to address. We don't get that. You know what I'm saying that we all look at each other like, damn, he's not supporting me. He's not supporting me. No, good brother, you're not supporting me. If you don't, if you don't pay for this coverage, how are these light bills going to? How you know how is it certain things of business? It's a business like anything else. You don't go to Foot. I tell I tell artists all the time when you go to Foot Locker and Michael Jordan gives you some Jordans because you playing ball or something like that. They start supporting indie ballers. They just giving stuff away. Then come talk to me. But it's, it's I mean, seriously, though, but it's business. People got to understand business. The word indie does not mean free. It does not mean support. It does not mean handout. It doesn't mean we got to cover all of your events. No, you got to understand the business. Maybe us as media members, we need to actually put out, like, courses and things so we can help help indie artists understand exactly what the music business entails. Because if we if we take the time and we don't charge them, we don't do this, once they get past us, they're going to get to that PD who's going to charge them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and piggybacking off of what you, what you just said, is it's the lie that's put out there. It, it's the PR. It's the fact that he just got hurt and he was folding clothes and then we he just went to the moon. And it's like everybody has, no, it was like 10 years and five years and he paid a lot of people and lost a lot of money and got scammed. It's this sexy story that's out there that we romanticize and people believe that that's the truth. So then they come to you and you just supposed to put my stuff up here. Like they think that Drake really popped off because he had a mixtape online. Drake also had Nickelodeon money. You understand me? Like it's like people pick what part of the stories they want to relate and then like piggybacking off of what you said about the Atlanta the Atlanta artists is as media outlets we have to tell a story like don't nobody care about music I'm just gonna be real we care about brands it's a reason why I gotta pay $300 for some tickets for my wife to go see Beyonce when she already owns all the music because she wants that experience so it's like if we're not telling the stories like just posting someone's mp3 of their video it's cool but you ain't really covering them. You ain't talking about the struggle. You ain't talking about what they got going on. You don't cover any of the other stuff around that artist and find a unique angle to relate that to people. If all you're throwing up is links, then you know, then that's what it gets devalued as. Now it's just looking at what your reach is, and now you you commoditize yourself. You know, and I was thinking, I was thinking about what you actually said, which was like, what if a CNN or somebody came in here through a check and say, let's create a, a, a network. Like another w- website I work for currently, I'm actually partnered up with is Ball and Mindframe. They eventually got absorbed by Complex last year, something I didn't find out until through an email. I was never a big fan of Complex because it's like Viacom. You know what I'm saying? They come in and they take VH1, BT, and MTV, and now all of a sudden it's all the same thing. 
And if you ever look through a complex network website, that's all the same thing. Yep. That's now defeating the purpose of what we're trying to do. If it was a if it was a company coming in that was actually that was actually invested on seeing quality come out and was actually invested on letting us be unique as far as our own entities, then that's dope. But again, you don't want to you don't want to sit there and speak about independence and speak about being different, and then just because again somebody throw a check at the ground, now we all the same. You know what I'm saying? Everybody everybody's in there running around trying to fight for coins. That should never be the case. And I feel like if it was a, a, a pure situation, I'm with it. But if it's another complex Viacom situation, then we just more we turning over our ownership again. I don't think that it's a matter of like I was going to say that earlier like I don't think that it's we don't su- we don't support each other you know what I'm saying because every time I'm out with you guys that I do know that I see out um, and then y'all will be like what are you listening to right now and I tell you yo I like this cat he's dope Da-da-da-da. or whatever or I'm going to this next week so it's not like but just like um, I'm sorry your name Jackie. just like Jackie said Jay, Jay, just like Jay said earlier, um, if you rocking with that and I don't particularly like that guy, I'm not going to post it. But if you hit me and you say, yo, you know, this one in particular you might actually enjoy. I know you don't like this cat or whatever. I'll do that. And then I guess we can join forces that way. But I mean, as far as the check, I agree with Mecca. Like, I wouldn't just do that for a check because all of us have our own kind of mission statement, I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying? Like... We don't all like the same thing, and I don't think that for the sake of us, for the sake of us um, holding the same flag or whatever, I don't think that we should just be on some. Yeah, we all like the same thing. We all just Atlanta Media just rock together because we all like the same people, all of us. Like, nah. But you don't have to be like that though. But no, no, no. Like, but this is what I'm saying is like. Like, we all go clock in, a lot of us clock in at a job that we don't particularly care for, and we do some stuff that we don't particularly like because we like to particularly pay our bills. So it's like, if we want to, if we have a bigger vision of we trying to get this Atlanta media, I don't necessarily, it's a lot of people I put in my magazine, I don't necessarily rock with the music because I'm on some more conscious stuff. But if I see someone who's really working and they're trying to do something, I want to help that, period. And we got to have a bigger goal than our own individual mission statement sometimes. Like, the Republicans and the Democrats do not get along, but they still run the country. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Or in the media. That's what I'm saying. I hear what you're saying, but it's it's still not like you're going to act like you ask me a question about something that I might be feeling. I'll be like, no, I'm not going to tell you because I need to be the one to break that order. So, fuck you, Nick. Like, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have a conversation. We'll have a dialogue. But, I mean, just because me and you was rocking with each other and we all doing the same thing, we all trying to strive. And then really for the, just like you said, just to be, have that kind of respect for Atlanta media that other cities have. It's sad that we don't get that. It really is. Do we have any questions, wanna, from, the, do we have any questions from the crowd before we uh, move on for the rest of the panel? We're going to give people from the, from the crowd an opportunity. We're going to start with you, and we're going to go to you in the back. Earlier when you guys mentioned about um, people writing 16 New Jersey, New York. Everybody <laughs> hello, hello. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Earlier, you guys mentioned about, uh, you know, God bless the people who still, still write at 16. And I realized uh, from up top and down here, the sound of, of the, Atlanta, the Atlanta sound, sometimes you see people break up some of the verses. It sounds like a R&B dance a little bit, or it, it just sounds more musical. Is that one of the keys to, I guess, the, the, the success of the Atlanta sound? Well, I think it's just more when it comes to like a club environment. Like when you look at Atlanta, it's the reason why EDM is blowing up here. 
because we have a club environment. So, like, from our strip clubs to the clubs itself, like, it's a party most times when it comes to Atlanta. And to be honest, that's where a lot of our artists are being broken is in strip clubs and clubs. So when you, when it's said and done, most times it's to get directly back to the hook, which is to hook you back in. So, like, rather than doing the full 16, do the 12. So the 12, you come in, do some bars, whatever, go straight back into the hook so they can do they, they dab and keep it moving and everything else. So and I mean, I that's a, let, me, let me answer that because... I got I deal with DJs because I got 22 DJs that rock with us on the station, and so I talk. We have conference calls and stuff that you know we talk about, and they're big on that format because almost out of the 22, 18 of them DJ in clubs as well, right? And so they like that particular format. They they, they want very short intros and they want 12 bars, and it's it's really for mixing purposes from the DJ perspective. Now, with that being said. That they have, I have big shows, and that's what they do. But in the regular rotation, I personally, it doesn't matter to me. It's about how long your song is all together for me. You know what I'm saying? Is the song itself three minutes and under? You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that for what my platform is as far as radio. But the DJs, if, if you're making music for DJs, I want to say one thing to all the artists in the room. Understand your lane. You feel me? Understand that if you are not a kind of artist that makes music for the club, don't really be expecting club DJs to be playing conscious shit at fucking 12 o'clock when everybody drinking, smoking loud and shit. If that's not what you, if that's not what the fuck you do, if that's not the music that you make, don't go out trying to force that on a DJ. He's not gonna play. He's not gonna put his job on the line playing that at 12:30. You feel at one o'clock? That's just crazy. You need to find the outlets that play that kind of music. We play that kind of music, but we also have DJs, so we have balance. But at the end of the day, you can still speak 16. But if you're making a song for the club, you're trying to turn up, yeah, make them 12. But if you're making that for the album or whatever, and this is not something for that, you can still spit your 16. You just got to know what this song is going to be for, where you're going to be pushing it, what kind of artist, and understand where that song needs to be pushed and shopped to. So I'm still a fan of 16s. You know what I'm saying? And we still spit. It's about the length of the song. I want to make Kelby talk very briefly to go to the next question. Just be good at what you do. Like, don't try to make music that you can market make music that's true to you then market it mm-hmm. simple as that yeah well like Elle said it goes back to business it goes back to the business the music business the melody sound right now is what's making people money so that's why everybody wants to do it but like they said if that's not true then don't do that Spit Your 16 Kendrick Lamar still hot J. Cole still hot you know what I'm saying and all those other backpack rappers still hot you don't always have to be in the club to make money either go ahead and ask your question so my name is Daytron, first of all. I run Hip Hop Daily Press. I uh, did a lot of work with Boss up straight from A.com, Sandra Rose, all that good stuff. Um, I had to type my question, too. So anyway, music is like blogging in a sense. Each artist has their own unique style and audience. So should I say an artist has their own potential? Can you say it one more time? I can. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't look like a question. This looks like a statement that you're reading for your phone here, bro. <laughs> my question is, what, what, what happens when, say, for example, an artist is, your, your opinion of an artist is whack. You don't want to put that on your blog, but it backfires. Say, for example, like, everybody didn't find Drake hot, for example, when he came out. A lot of August, bloggers ain't want to push his stuff, but then he ended up blowing up, and now bloggers want to work with him. So, like, what happens when you don't post something, and then six months down the road, this artist is bigger than what you I still don't post it. They gonna do the, <laughs> they do the same thing regardless. Here's the thing. Like, I you, still don't post it. You help an artist, and they gonna change. And if they don't change, the people around them gonna change. And their relationship ain't y'all relationship. So it's like, 
just support based on like like the back of the shirt say support those that support you and everybody knows that's how I am but I also support people who don't support me just because it needs to be supported so like I put my I throw my head in the ring for anybody if I feel strongly about what you're doing and so like we can't worry about a payday off in the future because it might not come if I don't like Chief Keith today I'm not going to like him six months from now unless he totally changes everything about it. So it's never going to backfire on me. Yeah. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I don't give a damn. If I don't like him today, I probably ain't going to like him six months from now. You feel what I'm saying? And I ain't going to like him next year. If he whack, he whacked to me. Unless he collaborates and just changes up his whole swag and style. So for me, it ain't never backfiring on me. I'm going to play if I like it. If I don't, if somebody else is playing, that's cool. But I really don't give a shit. Yeah. We got one last question and I got to rap. I got one last question that we got to rap. All right. So, so I got a quick rebuttal to what you were saying. Okay, in terms of uh, in terms of like what you were saying about a backpack rapper um, playing music in the club and not being able to get it played, but if, if, if the DJ is not playing it in the club, then you're not going to play it on the radio. So that's for one. That's not true. That's yeah. not true. No, 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 no. That that is very. You're going to. Are you working your record? If you're not working your record in the club and, and things like that, then you're not going to spin it in in in, in the in the uh, on, on your radio show, mix show, whatever the case may be. But my question is um, like. I heard what you were saying about, oh, y'all need to work together in, in Atlanta. I'm from Charlotte. I'm pretty much I'm here. To, I live in Charlotte. And I see you got Charlotte behind his hat. And dude, North Carolina, you look like J. Cole. But what I'm saying is, you do like J. Cole, bro. Question, please. Question, please. Question, please. Question, please. We got like 60 seconds. Question, please. Question. I got you. I got you. But no, what I'm saying is, you guys have a lot here in terms of media. So when, I, when you guys were saying... Um, or we need to work together and, and things like that. I think you guys have, have it really good because this is a hub. And I'm from Charlotte, so I hear the same things that y'all are saying mm -hmm. in Charlotte. So I'm trying to figure out why you guys are saying that here in Atlanta. Can I speak more real quick? Because I lived in Charlotte 10 years. You know what I'm saying? With the John C. Smith had to be forced into that whole scene. And you're right. Like, Charlotte really should be better. You feel me? Yeah, you already know. It should be better from Charlotte to Raleigh to, you know what I'm saying? All that should be better. But there's a whole different, you know what I'm saying, situation. People really don't like working together in that area. I don't know. I can't answer for that. It's, it's just politics. That's all it is. You ain't, you ain't exotic. That's what it is. You're not exotic. When you're at home, people know you. People can see you at Kroger. And I tell this all the time to artists. It's that same thing where they be like, I don't get no love at home. Everybody say that. The only difference with Atlanta is enough people have blown up out of Atlanta that everyone's going to be fake because you might make it. So what it comes down to is people, it's like, if I ask you what's the closest star to this planet, most people say the North Star, but it's the sun. But because we see it every day, we take it for granted and we dream about the stars. So you got to have some distance between you and your, I be thinking, I be thinking about stuff. Like, like, <laughs> I see all the time on social media. I think artists have this this real illusion that it's all kumbaya. Like everybody in Atlanta works together. I see artists all the time. Like I'm coming to Atlanta because yo, everybody out of Atlanta rock with each other. Such as Ti jumped on the song with K Camp and Black. And it's like everybody has this grandiose idea that everybody in Atlanta just rocking with each other like that. And that shit is Boss. not fucking true. You know what I'm saying? Boss. You know what I mean? That's just not true. At the end of the day. All right, Tampa's gonna have the last remark. Tampa's gonna have the last. Remark. I just want to address real quick what you said. Um, I'm also on radio out here a couple days a week, and one thing that I can say, I can't speak for anybody else, but I would say probably 90% of the music that I play, you are not going to hear in the clubs. I really exactly. put my ears to the streets. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Blizzum, same thing on K100 Radio. Yeah. Like, I do these independent artist showcases, and I hear a lot of talent that come through there other people don't hear. So 90% of what you hear on my show, you're not going to hear in the clubs. You're not going to hear other places because I am laying the platform. So we, there are people out there who are definitely showing love to these independent artists that are outside the clubs. 
So tune into my I, show and you're going to hear stuff on there. I promise you've never heard anywhere else. Yeah, I have a radio so, show too. I broadcast every Thursday and we play whatever we like. Yeah. And it's nine times out of ten, it's not going to be in a club. Right. And it's things that I've played on my show that I'll be like, yo, when I go to the club, like, can you play this? Right. This is dope. I, I remember I did, um, what was that? Ray Shimmer, um, what's the first song they did? No flex. I, everywhere I went, I was like, oh, can you play this? This song is so dope. Sometimes I'll give them 5 10 dollars to play it because I thought it was that dope. You know what I'm saying? Before it hit the radio. Well, we want to thank everybody for stepping into this panel. Please give it a round of applause for all the panelists up here. If you're in this room, I'm assuming that you already have the social media tags because we can't go down the line to have them all shout them out. If they're standing up here after the panel, I'm assuming that they want to speak with you. Jay White has the last word since he put it together. <laughs> now, actually, actually, I got to I gotta shout out Fort Knox more than anything. Like, everybody, hey. I shout out Fort Knox. Hey. Hey. Shout out Fort Knox. Hey. Hey. Hashtag or connect with us even more. Uh, we're gonna just start a hashtag that's gonna be A3C F O A M, which is basically A3C phone, but future of Atlanta music. Let, like hashtag if y'all got questions on Twitter, want to hit us up on Instagram. I have pictures. I'm reposting stuff, so if y'all took pictures, things that matter, feel free to hit us back. But I appreciate y'all. K100 Radio, man. I'm sitting right here with Maurice Garland, man, and he uh, hosted the um, and, and ran the panel that we just did at A3C, and I want to get a couple of extra comments from you. You know, first of all, what do you think about the panel and how do you think it went and, and the flow of it overall? You know, I, I, I really enjoyed the panel, man, because, um, like, I ain't going to lie, like, I thought it was going to be overwhelming when I saw it was, like, 10 people up there, um, but, you know, I think it flowed pretty well. I think the people that was in the audience walked away, you know what I'm saying, with a better understanding of how things work here in Atlanta specifically, you know, and I, and I was also glad to see that the people in the audience, you know, were actually engaged in the conversation for the most part instead of what happens oftentimes at media panels, which is, hey, bro, how I get an interview? How, right, bro, exactly, how I do exactly. this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was very happy to see that, man. Exactly. So let me ask you this. Um, first of all, you being a part of the meeting, you've been here in Atlanta for a long time. You've been, you've been a part of the culture as far as, far as media go uh, well before me. I heard about you years ago, you know what I'm saying, as, as a writer and everything else. What's changed over the last couple of years for you? Because for me, you know, with the onset of the digital revolution and everything, and, you know, I, you've been around since before blogs had as much power right. as they have. You know what I'm saying? Like print media was everything, but everything is kind of going to online. What's the big difference in the change that you've seen in Atlanta media on that level, like the, the, the transition, is it, is it going smoothly? Uh, you know, some people say that we talked about on the panel how Atlanta media is, quote unquote, not necessarily respected on a level of New York or L.A. media per se. But I think I think that it, it, we have a lot of outlets, you know right. what I'm saying, at the end of the day. So there's there's just been a transition from print to, you know, to, to digital. But you've been around in the, before the era even occurred. Right. So right. what is your opinion on how Atlanta is doing that? coming along with that transition? I think Atlanta's doing a good job in transitioning, but I think what comes along with it is that, you know, being that Atlanta is a music hub and there are so many people making music, as a result as well, you know, those same tools are at the same disposal for the people that want to do quote-unquote media. Right. You know, so what happens is the same way that you have to fight through a lot of white noise to get to the music that you want. Right. You have to fight through that same white noise to find a media source that you can actually trust. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think I think that's, that's something that's going on here, and that's the main thing that I've seen, you know, because, I mean, you know, 
back with print, you know, it wasn't as, you know, accessible. Like, you know, you had to be somebody that really knew how to write, somebody that was really out in the streets covering things before, you know, you got published in the magazine. Right. Nowadays, with so many digital tools now, you know, anybody with them can go out and, you know, just make a T-shirt and say, I'm this, I'm that. And, you know, not really have to prove what they're doing exactly anymore. Exactly what they're doing. You know exactly. What I'm I think that's a big problem. And also, you know, because we have now where people are like, I'm a blogger. And I go to their blog and all their blog is is just like links of, 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 of videos, mixtapes. They're not actually really writing or saying right, anything. It, and it, but it, so to me, it's like it's getting confusing. Like, are you a promotional website for artists? music or are you a blogger because you don't have not one written typed up article about a particular subject at all you and know the crazy saying? thing about that it's kind of a, like a revolving door because like one experience that I had was you know um, like when I would create you know content whether it be videos or whatnot you know I would blast it out to my network and every once in a while I would you know hire somebody where that was their expertise you know a right. quote unquote publicist digital marketer whatever they want to call themselves and, you know, they would show me the feedback, like, okay, this person posted it, this person posted it, that person posted it. And at first I was very excited, like, oh, wow, people are posting this stuff. Right. But then when I actually look at the links, it's like, wow, they ain't say nothing. They just just, just, just <laughs> threw it up there. Right, and then I'm right. looking, I'm like, well, who are they? Like, right. And I'm looking at the rest of the site, and the same thing, just links and stuff, like, no commentary, no context, exactly. no nothing. And it's like, so who are they? You know, but a lot of times, you know, when you have, you know, artists out here that want to get coverage, they are satisfied with that. Right. So that gives people the impression where, well, that's all I have to do. What 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 makes you take an outlet serious? Like what makes you say that's a viable outlet? When I when I first when I first of all, I look for, you know, like original content, you know, not always a thing where it's like, okay, I was the first person to post this video. Right. You know, like like did you create that piece of content? And also another thing to look at is like the engagement once the content is up there. Like, are people, you know, sharing it with others? Are people commenting on it? You know, um, and then also, you know, the, the consistency has to be there too. You know, it shouldn't be a thing where it's like, okay, I post this one original thing, but then I'm going to post 35 un unoriginal things right after right, that. Right. It, you know, it, sh it shouldn't be like a peak and valley type thing, you know. So, you know, before we wrap up, I want to make sure that you give a chance to tell everybody what you personally have going on with your career. Okay, and cool. congratulations because I heard you just got married. Oh, appreciate it, appreciate Absolutely. it, man. Well, I have uh, three things that I'm focusing on right now, man. Um, I have a radio show slash podcast, Day One Radio. Okay. Um, you can tune in to hear that every Thursday on ablradio.com. And you can also uh, check us out on the iTunes podcast. You know, just look up uh, Day One Radio. Um, me, uh, Brandon Peters, and Nadine Graham, we co-host that show. Um, I also have a book that I co-authored, The Art Behind the Tape. It's the first ever uh, book that documents and chronicles the history of mixtape cover art and culture. I co-authored that with DJ Mars, Ty St. Louis. And, I bought uh, a copy of that. I bought I a copy, my man. I wanted, I wanted that. <laughs> I, I posted on, I, I'm like, I don't know if you check your IG or nothing, because, you know, we, I, I know I don't I don't communicate with you personally on social media right. like that, even though I, I, I've connected with you on social media. But, you know, some people that you kind of actually talk back and forth, but, yeah, I bought it. Ty, Ty, Ty St. Boogie. For sure, down, for sure, for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And I had to PayPal it on scene, oh, right, right there, <laughs> right there, do it now. And I had to, yeah. So yeah, I actually bought that book. You know what I'm so, saying? So. And it, and but I but it's impressive, dog. It, it's it's literally like a when I looked at, it, I was like, oh, it's like a just a like a college textbook. Yeah, it wasn't a mag. <laughs> so if you listen to this, I mean, you go that you if you're paying for it, it costs it costs a couple of bucks, but you're getting a real book, a hard right, right. copy, you get, you're hard cover, a, a history, a yes. history document. Yeah. And then the and other so thing dope. that I have going on, um. 
Uh, I host a party called the Playlist Party. Uh, it goes on every Monday at Department Store okay. on Edgewood. Um, that's a party where, you know, we allow people to, you know, pretty much play what they want to hear. Like, we don't have, like, a DJ in there that controls the party. Like, gr- granted, like, I do have to, like, navigate it and right. curate it for the most part. But, like, we allow people to come up to the booth with their smartphones, plug in and play what they want to hear. And, you know, what's happened with that is, you know, it has become somewhat of a vehicle for independent artists, you know, to get their music heard. You know, like, again, though, we do have to navigate it. We, we can't just have everybody up there playing stuff like, I want to see how it sounds on the speakers. Right. You know, because, like, we ain't trying to tear stuff right. up you either. Know you know what I'm saying? saying? So, yeah. but, like, yo, we have that, and, you know, and everybody has come by to host it. Like, you know, we've had Young Jeezy, well, no, Jeezy now, uh, 2 Chainz, Yeah, yeah I had to go in and change all my songs to just Jeezy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to go all the, all, the, all the stuff that I had, you know, when it's true, I had to make sure I go back because, obviously, he wants it to just be Jeezy. Right, 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 right. said as much so, so I had to go on my system and change everything to Jeezy. Who, shouts out to him for actually just popping up on the scene and, you know, and supporting something like A3C. You for know sure, what I'm saying? He just sure. showed up out of nowhere. That wasn't even scheduled. Uh, I got to give him props on that. Definitely. Exactly, you know exactly. You know, so those are the three things that I'm focusing on. Of course, you know, I mean, the home base is always, you know, me as a writer, you know, saying still writing for, you know, Creative Loafing, Billboard, Complex, you know, and a few other media outlets, man. You know what? That, 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 one last question. If someone, if, if, if someone is blogging and they're writing, what would you say is the best path for them to get their write-ups uh, published by people like Creative Loafing and Complex? Um, first of all, man, you should work on developing your own voice first. That's what makes, you know, writers and bloggers stick out when you have your own voice. Right. You know, whether it's, you know, your writing style, uh, the things that you choose to cover, you know, carving out a, your own niche to where, you know, okay, everybody else over there doing this, I'm going to be doing this right, right here. So, like, right. carve out your own niche, carve out your own voice, and then, you know, from that, you're able to, you know, go out and find stories. Because, like, one thing that they, you you know, I didn't even go to journalism school myself. I went to, I was majoring in mass communications. I got my start in radio. Right. But one thing I learned through journalism is, you know, if you see a trend going on, try to find a story in the trend. That's what makes the impact. So, say for instance, you know, if the trend right now is mass incarceration, like right. everybody has a way that they feel about it, but right. that's a very broad topic. Go out and find a person or a family that's been directly impacted by that, and you got your story there instead of trying to write something about this broad topic. You know, again, uh, which 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 is again, that's reporting, right. which most people are fucking. You know, what I'm saying? you know, that that will require you to leave your house, yeah, 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 and put yeah. some gas and, in and your car, too, like, and go somewhere, and leave the house, man. So you did a great job moderating that joint, man. You feel me? Now I'm glad that you. Uh, Got a chance to uh, chop it up with me over here on K1G Radio. You know what I'm sure, saying? Man, Shout for out to uh, uh, social media information or a, con- a website or whatever they can get. Oh, sure, you. man. Um, Maurice Garland on Instagram. Maurice Garland on Facebook. Maurice Garland everything except for Twitter. You know, Maurice underscore Garland on there. But yeah, everything is my name, Maurice Garland. Shout out to you. All right, thanks. Appreciate man. it. Of course, one of the people that helped put together the panel that we did, the Future of Atlanta Media panel, and one of the people that was instrumental in it was Fort Knox, man. He helped, he helped Jay White, and they got together, and they put a lot of great minds together on one panel, and we gave it to you. And of course, if you haven't heard that, make sure you go to the uh, link that's on the same page and go listen to that on demand. You feel me? But heavy, heavy, heavy. <laughs> the man of the hour, man, the homie Fort Knox, man. If you don't know what this is, man, this is the dopest host ever. You know, a curator of the art of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? If your if your shit is dead, all you need is this dude. And the whole fuck he just changed the whole atmosphere of the room. I don't give a fuck. Where is that? What's going on? This man will come through and make everybody turn the fuck up. It's love. Guaranteed. No doubt. Fort Knox, man. And I, I gotta say something. The first time I met this brother was at A3C. The first time I, I don't know if you remember, but the very first time I ever Take actually talked to you, no it doubt. was it was it was four A3Cs ago. It was still at the masquerade. Whoa. 
And I saw you host something then. First question, man. No doubt. How's A3C so far, and how do you think the panel went? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. A3C, as always, a phenomenal festival, as well as conference. Very <clears throat> informative, as, as well as entertaining. I like to utilize a, a term that KRS came up with years ago called edutainment. Right. Education plus entertainment. Right. You know what I'm saying? And both values are high. Uh, the panel was crazy. I'm glad to see those great minds, including yourself, come together and unite and inform the people of media from a variety of perspectives. Right. Giving them different angles on how to maneuver and how to unite, how to come together and work together and make the Atlanta scene that much greater. You know what I mean? So, to me, it accomplished everything that we set forth plan-wise. Great, exactly, man. So, did you get into the game hosting as far as entertainment and everything? Because I know I know that's what you do a lot, but how did you come into the game? Or did you just start hosting and it just kind of worked for you? I know you do more than that, but as, as you know, you, you, I see now you hosting huge events, big big platforms, you know what I'm saying? Really being tapped for that and getting cut the check for nah, that, you know no, what I'm definitely, saying? Definitely, definitely. It's been a long time coming and, and still... Uh, very, uh, still much further to go. God is good all the time, and I give thanks. Uh, long story short, started out as an MC, similar to yourself. This was more than 20 years ago. Uh, that turned into artist management, which turned into event promotions, which turned into event hosting. Right. You know what I mean? So that's my lane right now. I'm comfortable with it. On the side, I'm also working with producers and songwriters as far as getting placement opportunities and licensing situations set up, you know what I mean? But hosting, that's my mainstay, that's my fun, you know what I mean? And and, and it's also, of course, monetarily satisfying, right, exactly. you know what I mean? So it's a good thing. But, uh, yo, I, I'll say this, I'll say this. I like that story, I like that tale that you just told. I won't even call it a tale because it's real talk, you know what I'm saying? But that takes me back because that's what I'm about. I'm about meeting artists, meeting individuals early, right. and seeing their growth, right. supporting their growth. And likewise, because we've been there for each other. Right. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. I've caught you at Mad Spots. We've done this before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've walked yeah. this path this ain't before. The, yeah, this ain't the first and time. I've seen you do it with plenty of others. Right. You provide a platform, and it exposes those who need that exposure. Right. You know what I mean? So I salute that and support it to the fullest. Absolutely, man. So... If you got one thing to say, because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of the people who should be listening to this uh, is artists, you know what I'm saying? Give me one thing that you see out on the grind with the artists right now, 2015, because things change, times change. Give me the one thing in 2015 that you can tell a, a young artist, somebody that's coming up in the game, that you can say, hey, man, one thing you definitely need to make sure that you are doing is... Consistency. Uh-huh. You set it off, and it, it remains the same here moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me, from then moving forward. Consistency. Being on the scene, be it performing, be it being at events, showing face, supporting others. Bottom line, be consistent with everything that you do on the positive. Right. You know what I mean? As far as, if, if it's like yourself. I kept seeing you out and about, so on and so forth. I'll give you the perfect example, and we'll set it off like this. T.I., I saw him 20 years back on the low when he was just starting. You right. know what I'm saying? Store. My mate, we had a mutual friend who owned the store, you know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, booms. We linked up, just peace, boom, boom, booms. Years later, he pops off doing this. I'm doing my thing. Right. It's only since this year we could acknowledge each other on a first name basis. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it took time to, but yo, that interaction, us constantly being on the scene, seeing each other rocking with various individuals that we rock with. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Mentioning 
this one to that one, so on and so forth. Our names coming up in various discussions. It's like, all right, yo, respect. You know what I mean? But that's the consistency of the movement. And now we can do business. Right, exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? That comfort zone is there. So I stress consistency. Consistency. And, and again, you said do business. And that's a lot of things the artists have to understand. Even if, if you're a creative, and that's what I had to get. I had to make sure I understood when I, once I jumped over to the media side of things. Like being a creative, that's cool. But you have to be a creative businessman as well. You have to be creative with your business model and what you're doing. But you also have to be about your business. At the end of the day, it's a lot of artists. And I'm pretty sure you've seen some dope MCs that don't handle business. And so it doesn't work out, even though they're dope and they're hot, but they don't handle business and things go awry. You know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure you've seen that, you know, no a couple doubt, of times. No you doubt. know what I'm saying? So, But I know that if, again, when I say consistency, it's across the board. You need to consistently study. You need to consistently research. You need to consistently embrace the game in all its aspects. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, that goes into networking. You know what I'm saying? You want to network with various individuals who can help you. Right. Who can support you. Who can help build and uplift your career. Bottom line. You know what I'm saying? Because no man is an island. Before we get ready to get up, man, give anybody any information you want to know about your brand, what you got going on coming up, and how they can contact you. It's all love. Big ups to everybody out there listening and getting it in. Catch me at Fort Knox Live, F-O-R-T-K-N-O-X-L-I-V-E. That's the Twitter, the IG, the Gmail, the website, everything social media, Fort Knox Live. I'll keep you posted, and we definitely going to keep it moving with K100. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Exactly. Ah. And if you ever see him and you make, and you shake his hand, make sure you get ready. <laughs> Yo, don't go in there with that soft-ass fucking punk-ass handshake. It ain't going to work out good for you. No Fort doubt. Fort Knox is in the building. Listen to this whole up. You heard that? <laughs> yeah, that's a handshake. Impact. No <laughs> Impact. Doubt. We out, man. K100 Radio. Bless. And the guy who actually helped... Get me on this panel, man, who actually was my point of contact, the homie Jay White. Why? Because I can, one of the dopest photographers and has a dope blog, man. You feel me? Why? Because I can.com. Make sure you check that out. So first of all, let me. I, I say it went all great, but let me hear you say it. What do you think? How do you think the panel went? I think the panel went great, and I appreciate you have, having me on here as well, man. Because even when it's said and done, I think it, it brought a lot of topics that we needed to speak about. Right. Personally, when it goes to Atlanta media, how we need to develop itself and giving people a better understanding of what we're trying to build for Atlanta because when it's said and done, we have so much here when it comes to the music industry but I do feel like when it comes to the media world, right. that is where we're lacking when it comes to organization. So with the panel, that was really the main discussion and build up for it so everybody can come to a better agreement, start us actually socializing and, and talking about it more on an outside basis so we can build something even more when it goes to the future. So what? So like leaving the panel, Right now, what's the immediate thing that you just can think of to start immediately to foster that and make that happen, to make to make that actually come to light, you know what I'm saying, to, to make everything work and, and come together like you envision it? You've already done the panel, which was great, and that's a, that's a, a good step, but then the panel is over. You know what I'm saying? So so what now? What's next? What do you think? Well, I mean, the, the great thing about the panel, what it did do for us is that even after the panel, we're starting to discuss more. Like, when can we have these meetings? When can we discuss things? So even now, we're trying to see, like, what we can at least set up, like, once a month to come to a better, like, structure for each other that fits, like, what 
somebody else has going for their blog site, but also what can help us develop things for further, like for the future itself. Right. So the better, like more than anything, it's great that the conversation is actually leading outside the panel as well. And it just wasn't in the panel. Everybody was like, all right, man, it was good seeing you again, man. We'll see you at the next event. And then right. everybody go their own ways. Right. But rather than, like rather now you actually see people stay, stay back, watch, talk to each other, and trying to develop more so we can actually build a better structure of what we got going on. Because I feel like the reason why I had the certain, like the people on the panel itself was because we've already come to like noticing what needs to be done. Right. And with them, like everybody has like those sections of people that they know personally and they're trying to build with. But on the other end, I see that all around. And I think that we were some people who can actually develop something. So everybody else comes on board and just be like, nah, these cats really got something going in Atlanta that's not being done. Exactly, man. But again, I think that, you know, a a lot of our audience is also independent artists. So I want to make sure I give you a chance to speak directly to the artist real quick. Right now, uh, if if there's anything that you feel like maybe we didn't get a chance to cover because we had such limited time, what's one thing that you would tell an independent artist here at A3C or that's listening to this broadcast or this SoundCloud or however they're getting this content, you would tell them to help them in their pursuit of their dream i mean more than anything when it goes to not even just the music industry but politics work corporations whatever like build your relationships with anybody right but then first and foremost more than anything as you being a rising artist support who supports you so if you are putting out good work you do see somebody else pick up your like pick up your music or tries to help push you shout them out like do so it doesn't take much but a lot of people just want the recognition for what they've done because once they start seeing that they're trying to help promote you and you're not actually trying to help them and you kind of take it for granted like a lot of times you'll just be like man fuck it to be honest and not even be concerned about you no more right but even when it's said and done that's like the most biggest thing like trust me a lot of artists do not know how many supporters they can have and how many like blogs uh radio uh, stations online radio all of this matter that will come back behind them and support them to get them to the next level with all them doing just being like shout them out or posting on instagram or just doing a simple retweet things that matter right that helps them out too that is probably one of the biggest things other than like trying to just pay somebody because that can only last so long exactly straight up honest all right so i and trust me i i agree man some you you you, we mean i have to actually pull artists out of rotation sometimes because they don't even share the fact that we're playing it you know what i'm saying that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of it's a lot of artists who have fallen off our rotation just because I'm like, why am I even playing it? You are you already, you know, if you're an independent, you should you should appreciate. I mean, I'm talking about a simple retweet. I'm talking about a simple re, uh, a post on IG. Yo, mm-hmm. yo, yo, go tune in to K100 Radio. They rocking with me. Like, and you'd be surprised how many artists just don't even do that simple thing and then and then cry about no one supporting them. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You and, feel me? And I know you understand perfectly. Like, your like your radio station, my blog. We both actually get viewers from different parts of the country and yes, continent right exactly. so like it's sad to say that even when it comes to atlanta i'm gonna speak on it like when it comes to atlanta like it's a lot of artists that i may know a lot of them a couple of them will shout me out things that matter but it's a lot of them that i see developing in atlanta help them out because they're in atlanta i know the structure of all this shit you got to really go through to get out of here and they don't say anything but you're telling me i got an artist in australia new zealand uh south africa Australia that'll easily throw my information out there, even try to contact me back, post me on Instagram, things that matter of just getting the notoriety that they needed and supporting them on the startup of themselves as well. And when you see somebody coming from a different level or a different continent whatsoever and they appreciate that, it makes you feel even more that 
the people that you know locally or even in your region that you feel that they should do this even more for them. Like, they should help to push you as well, even more than they would when they have no connection to you whatsoever. Exactly, exactly. Well, I appreciate you taking a moment to come over here and uh, hit me up and uh, talk about me, giving this extra added content because, you know, again, we had re a very, that hour went, felt like 10 minutes once it came upon. <laughs> she was like over there with the corn, like 10 minutes. 10 minutes, like, I was like, she had to sing. I was like, God, you know what I'm saying? For but, real? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was quick, you know what I'm saying? But uh, again, first of all, give everybody information how they can contact you if they want to get with your grind and everything. Make sure that you give all of that real quick. Most of This is Jay White with whycauseican.com. That's W-H-Y C-A-U-S-E I can.com. When it goes to my social media, everything is why because I can. That goes from Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Periscope, whatever you are on. Trust me, just go to why because I can. Or why because I can. Make sure you do it, man. K100 Radio, we live. A3C 2015. Shouts out to you, man, for putting that panel together. It was epic. Thank you. You I know what it is. You, man. K100 Radio.